Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of On the Clock with Damian Deremy. I'm Damian Parson. And across from me is my guy, my brother, my partner in crime, Deremy Dove. What's going on, bro? Brother, it's always good to be recording the best podcast in the world with you, man. Oh, yeah. uh, big news. You know, the draft, we are about a week, a little over a week away from the draft. Yeah. And, and I can't wait, man. It's, it is unbelievable nba playoffs going all this stuff going on but we got to talk about the money man oh yeah let's do it let's talk about him and if for those who may have been living under a rock since about four o'clock you know and that because i'm not gonna lie to you Jeremy. you know I, I was i fell asleep around maybe 12 30 ish I, I lost track of time I was working on an article for stripe hype and then i was doing some uh some film study and everything and um I, you know, went to bed, fell asleep around 1230. Well, four hours later, like my phone went off and I'm like, what is going on? And I grabbed my phone and I look and it was like Russell Wilson signs huge deal. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, and I'm just <laughs> like, I was like, yo, at 430 in the morning, Eastern time? Like, okay, Russ, I, I see you, you know, and he put out his, uh, <laughs> Him and, him and uh, his wife, his beautiful wife, Sierra, they put out their little message to the Seahawks nation. There's a lot of talk. A lot of people were saying that, oh, Sierra wants to go to the big city, New York City. No, he what he did was he took control. And I loved every minute of it. These players need to learn how to take control of their destiny, man. Put these, put these teams in a situation where they say, hey, I love everything that's happened here, but I got to focus on me and my family. And we got to figure something out. Either this is the deadline or trade me, do whatever you gotta do, but I'm not signing, I'm not even talking about this no more after the deadline. So I love it. he pulled he pulled a straight up boss move, Darren. It, it was great. I I have to agree. I love the self-imposed deadline. He you know, yeah. like you said, he took control of it. I, I really like about this deal is it's hard to find to me, not just in football, but in sports, when you see guys getting big contracts and big contract extensions it, it's you know i think they try to find that balance of you know we we um we thank you for what you did and yet here's money that we what we see that you can do and a lot of times it doesn't work out that way you get someone and they get a big contract kind of based on potential they had a nice season it's like oh this is a potential and it doesn't really work out or someone's had a great you know however many years and then it's like, hey, this is a thank you for what you did, but they're kind of on the tail end. Dame, I think this is a great mix of a thank you for what you did, two Super Bowl appearances, an amazing record, only missing the playoffs once since 2012. And even that year, they were 9-7, and seven, MVP caliber performance. And also, hey, we believe with you as our quarterback, we're not done. Hey, we lost in the wild card round to Dallas last year. It was a surprise year, and we think with some pieces, we can get back to those Legion of Boom days back in 2013 and 2014 and all that stuff. So right. I think it's a good balance of, hey, we thank you for what you did, but we see a lot of potential in you coming up. Most definitely, most definitely. I mean, when you look at the contract, four years, $140 million extension, $65 million uh, signing bonus, total guarantee over the contract, 107 mil guaranteed. He will become a free agent in 2024 at the age of 35, where, like I said before we got on air, he will get a Drew Brees type of deal as long as he's healthy and playing at a, at a high level, another three, four-year deal, taking him into age 39 where he can most likely retire. So 
again, I'm happy for Russ, and, and I want to see more players be able to get their money. These boys play a game that is physical. I don't care about those idiots that say, well, you know what you signed up for. Your point? Like, I don't care. I don't, yeah, it doesn't mean it's right. That don't mean it's right. I want to see players get paid, man. These guys put on shows. They put themselves at risk. CT, everything involved. Shout out to Russell Wilson for, you know, and and, and you know what? Give a big shout out to Kirk Cousins. He did it last year. Three-year, fully guaranteed deal. He's going to re-up next year, depending on, at the next year, depending on how he plays this year and going into that final year of that contract. So, Big up to these players, man. Kirk Absolute, Cousins, Russell Wilson, both absolutely. Because we're and we're seeing it obviously it's just with the quarterback positions, but we've seen it. We've been seeing it for years in baseball and basketball, where players are getting that money and they are taking control and they're becoming players' leagues, not owners' leagues. They're trying to transform the players' leagues, and hopefully, we can see that shift. It's slow and steady right now, just with the quarterbacks. Maybe this is the start of a trend we can see more in the NFL of players getting that money and taking control of their destinies. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I agree with everything you said about this move. It's a big move. But all it, all this, all it really puts into perspective is, and I know a lot of people are like, well, you, you, you now you can't sign anybody. No, the, the cap will increase again. Somebody will get paid more than Russ in the next year or two, uh, wait, much more. And – Again, you have the draft. Again, exactly. you have the draft. And this is not – let's talk about it real quick since we're talking draft. The Seahawks has been one of the better teams at developing talent, man. Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor. Um, you know, they had Deshaun Shedd playing well for a while. Uh, uh, Brandon Browner. I'm just saying, you, they've had guys. They have had guys that team that the other teams weren't high on, the other teams weren't paying attention to. They drafted these guys in the middle rounds. P. Carroll has done a good job at that and develop them, including so the man we're talking about now. It, exactly, fourth round pick. Remember, remember the whole, remember the whole. Uh, uh, what was the court? Matt, uh, Matt, um, Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Yes. So Matt Flynn was supposed to be the guy. Remember, he got that nice little deal. He got a nice little deal at first after having like a he broke like a passing record in week 17 for the Green Bay Packers and the Seahawks went out and signed him to a nice little we didn't know about it at the time but it was a team friendly deal technically because they could get out of it and then they drafted in the same draft in that offseason they drafted Russell Wilson and he took the job and never looked back so again it's all about drafting and developing your guys you don't have to hit on every single draft pick but if you have Eight draft picks in the draft. Hey, I would like to hit on at least three. That helps your team out big time. And it's a team, uh, like you said. I, I think it's hard to find. We had we don't give enough props to John Schneider and that Seahawks scouting. That this decade, it's hard to find too many teams who have done a better job of making the draft really help them out. And I also look at it as this is a good football team. I mean, they they rallied from that that rough start where we were like, what's going on with this team right. to pay making, you know, being in the, in the, making the plus as a wild card and losing a tough fought hard fought game in that first round of Dallas, a lot of positive momentum. That offensive line played a lot better than what we thought they would. That yes, defense exactly. is still hungry and they mm-hmm. do this despite Earl Thomas getting hurt during the year, who was their leader, their defensive stalwart. They still go on this run of making the playoffs. So I think, yes, they're not that far away from hey, you know what? If they get if they have a very good draft, that they can rise up. I could see them maybe, you know what, getting to a ten and six, eleven and five record, and maybe making that surprise run 
I, I don't know. Okay. I, I can see this team doing it. So I would say for anyone who wants to knock the, the salary cap, I agree with you, Damian. This franchise has done a great job scouting. Let them do what they do best. Yeah, exactly. It's different if it's a team that doesn't draft well, but this is a team that drafts pretty solid and, and knows how to develop their guys. And that's really all it comes out to. So let's go ahead and really, you know, is it, we're all full, we're full-fledged into this thing already, and we're talking about the NFL draft, Jeremy. We have our mock draft. We Last week, ladies and gentlemen, we, we uh, went through picks 1 through 10, right? So now we're going to pick 11 through 20. Now, Jeremy, I know that you were the one – uh, the smarter one out of us two last week to take the notes down. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, <laughs> no problem. No problem. I figured. I, know, I was like, let me, let listen, me write this I was, down because uh, I was, I was going to forget myself. So <laughs> say it there. I completely forgot. And I was like, oh, man, I got to go back and listen to the show and figure out what, uh, what picks me. So I appreciate you. So can you give a quick rundown for the, for the, uh, the fans at home, our picks from 1 through 10? Right. And uh, for everyone who, if you didn't listen, check the archives on, on the clock. But – uh, this is not just our mo- – this is who we think should go there, who Damien and right. I think. So it's a little bit different than just who's projected. So, number one, we both say Kyler Murray for the Arizona Cardinals. Two, for San Francisco, we have Nick Bosa. Three, we both have for the New York Jets, Quinny and Williams. Four, for the Raiders, we both have Josh Allen. Five, for the Buccaneers, I have Jawan Taylor. Damien has Devin White. Six for the New York Giants. Damian has Andre Dillard. I have Dwayne Haskins. Mm -hmm. Seven for the Jaguars. I have TJ Hawkinson. Damian has Jawan Taylor. Eight, both will have Montez Sweat. Nine, that's for Detroit Lions. Nine for the Buffalo Bills. Jonah Williams for me. Ed Oliver for Damian. Ten for the Broncos, DK Metcalf for me, and TJ Hawkinson for Damian. So that's one through ten. Okay, so we're gonna kick it off in number eleven. We had the Cincinnati Bengals on the clock. Um, the Bengals. I'm gonna throw out some draft news. That's something I wanted to start, I wanted to do last week, but I think I forgot. But right now, their top three needs uh, primary needs. Uh, you can look at the linebacker position, um, the offensive tackle position, and tight end. Grant they resigned uh, Tyler Eifert. Hopefully, if he can stay healthy, he. You know, his talent, he changes this offense for the better. He changes this offense for the better. But it's right. health. That, that's the main thing. It's always been health, Jeremy. You know, he, he cannot stay healthy. But hopefully this year he can. Um, but it, it, for, for the Cincinnati Bengals, who are you giving them at pick 11? At pick 11, I will be giving them Devin Bush from Michigan. Mm-hmm. And like you said, a team that needs linebacker play, and I think – with his talent and this team really needing this that help at line, like you said, linebackers is one of many, many, many spots they need. If honestly, if uh, if it goes different, and what I'm hearing, if Dwayne Haskins falls, I think that'd be a great pick for them. But I already have Dwayne Haskins going in this draft, so I will be going with. Devin Bush, I think he can really help this team out and really kind of improve that defense and give it get it back to the standards that it did have at some point under the Marvin's, Marvin Lewis regime. So I have Devin Bush going at pick 11 to Cincinnati. I am 100% with you. Uh, this, this Cincinnati Bengals defense, and I'm going to tell you right now, if you have not checked out their D-line, remember, um, you know, when you look, everybody – was in love with the 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 rotation of guys that you guys had over there in Philly. 
um, you know, you guys went about seven or eight deep almost. At about time, eight deep. Man. Yeah, like that, you know, just a, a phenomenal, um, just uh, a smorgasbord, you know, a, a, a plethora, a, a blessing of guys, right? That's what, that's what people love. So for me, when you look at the Bengals, they, now they got some young guys, right? But they have the Geno Atkins, uh, I like I, Andrew Billings, Sam Hubbard, rookie last year, six sacks. First year in the league, um, Carl Lawson, eight and a half sacks. I was watching some film of him this morning before I went to work. Man, like, if you know, he, he tore his ACL last year. That's what really, you know, derailed him last season. But, you know, this, 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 uh, you know, Carlos Dunlap, uh, Jordan Willis, they go about seven deep almost, six, seven to almost eight deep. Uh, so, so that's a, a very good rotation of guys that they have over there in Cincinnati. So you put Devin Bush there, man. He is an instant upgrade at the, the inside linebacker position. Don't forget about Malik Jefferson. They drafted him in the second or third round last year. Hopefully we can see what he's capable of, uh, of, uh, of providing on the field, uh, give them some youth and some speed and some athleticism. But when you talk about athleticism, just like Devin White, Devin Bush. Four four three, I believe he ran in the forty yard dash. Explosive athlete, stout, shorter guy, stout, lower to the ground, lower center gravity. He can blitz, he can cover, he can do it all. Jeremy, so this is an instant playmaker in the middle of that defense. Yes, sir. Couldn't agree more with you. Yes, sir. So let's go on. Next up, we have the Green Bay Packers, man. Uh, the Green Bay Packers have, when you look at their needs, and we remember we we uh we said that they did a good job. Uh, a really underrated job in free agency. Um, you know, we're going out there and getting three defending defensive players, Adrian Amos and Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, two edge guys. Now, if Devin Bush was here, I would go Devin Bush here to give him that, that true playmaker in the middle of their defense. But for them, I am actually going to go tight end. Okay. Is this the same again? Like I, I don't I really just don't know what you're gonna get out of Jimmy Graham, you know? I, I, I don't know. So I mean I'm not gonna I don't wanna trust it because we haven't seen Jimmy play like Jimmy since he was with Drew Brees. So I wanna give him Noah Fott, you know, that athletic move tight end. You can move him all over the place and that that's key scheme uh diverse, he's versatile. And like I said, you already have a a, a legit receiver in Devontae Adams. You know, you got some young guys, but I think Noah Font is a key, uh, a missing piece to this offense. Wow. I have to say, I, as much as it pains me, I have to agree. I was, <laughs> I was down to, honestly, between Noah Font and Rashawn Gary for that pick. I think they, they do need some DN, that edge rusher help. But I yeah. think if I'm going to look at the two guys – who can make an impact on my team right now, right away. I'm looking at the edge for Noah Font. And I think as much as I really do like Rashawn Gary, I think he's still kind of a raw, you know, potential guy. 
And to me, at number twelve, I don't know if I'm. I don't. I don't. For me, I don't look for first round picks as that reach. Not saying that yeah. Rashawn Gage on a first round pick, right, but I'm right, saying right. if I'm in there, I'm kind of deciding between best available. I'm going to look at that guy who I feel right now can come in and help make this team better. And I think that's Noah Font over Rashawn Gary. So that's why I will agree with you on that pick. All right. All right. Let's keep it moving. We got the, the, the Miami Dolphins are up next. And, you know, this is a team, you know, they revamped their front office. Um, and, and it's, it's crazy because this is a team that needs a quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who came in looking like, um, you know, the come uh, look at the character off the movie Santa Claus uh, with Tim Allen. Like, you know, he came into the, the <laughs> offseason workouts, you know, looking like Santa. You know, just this nice and hefty. And his his excuse was, I was eating too much cake. <laughs> Tell us something else. We don't know Saint Nick. Yeah, we know you were eating too much of something. Like, come right. on, man. Like, seriously. So you don't really know. You, you don't really not. Nah, we know what you're gonna get out of Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're gonna have some Fitz magic sometimes. Then you're gonna have a lot of Fitz tragic, right? We we don't know. We know that. We we we've seen this story before. Is that, is that the quote? I've seen this story before, Jeremy. We've heard it. That's yeah. a, yes. Yep. You That's got it. Saying. So we've seen this story before. So it, they need a quarterback, but it seems like this is a team, Jeremy, that wants to wait till next year's class, which. Right now, on paper, should be a very deep quarterback class as well. So with them, you know, the, with, with the Dolphins, they could go a couple different places here. Um, because the quarterback's a top need. They need I, – I do believe that they need an offensive tackle. Um, Jawan Taylor's off the board for me. Andrew, uh, Andre Dillard's off the board for me. Give me Jonah Williams here. Um, okay. I like Jonah Williams. He, you know, he is one of one of the better offensive tackle, offensive line prospects. Period. Because you know, regardless of what he, he said, he'll play wherever he needs to. But he wants to play tackle, and we both believe he can play tackle in the NFL. Yes. But if need be, I think he'll be a destroy, a destructive and destroying guard. I, I just feel like he's that in the phone booth, beat you up type of guy. If he needs to be, um, but I would love to see him at tackle. So yeah, I I, I would like to see him play tackle. Because if I'm not mistaken, the Miami Dolphins starting right tackle Jawan James signed a deal to play in Denver. So they need a they need a tackle. So whether they need to move Laramie Tunsil to the right or put Jonah Williams to the right, either way they have they they can get have themselves two young bookend cheap tackles that are still on rookie deals. So give me Jonah Williams to the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Okay. I like that pick. I have Jonah Williams going in the top 10 yeah. to Buffalo. So that's why I can't make that pick. Uh, who I'm going to go with here at number 13 for Miami Dolphins, I will go with the guy I was just talking about. I will go with Rashawn Gary. That was I, I was thinking I was thinking about that pick as well. I was it was tough. I didn't know want to go with Rashawn Gary or uh, or Jonah. That's a good yeah. one. See, I was going between Rashawn Gary and the guy who is the legit third best quarterback prospect in this draft. Not that bum Drew Locke, but Daniel <laughs> Jones. But I didn't go with Daniel Jones. I went with Rashawn <laughs> Gary as a guy. I mean, Daniel, we saw him. We took that man. We, we shook his hand, met him live and in color in Indianapolis about a month ago. And I believe that this young man is a prospect. I think he's raw. I don't think we saw – 
all his uh, ability at Michigan, but I think with the right coaching, I think Brian Flores is – No, I mean for Rashawn Gary. Oh, Rashawn. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about – I'm going with Rashawn uh, Gary. No, yeah, yeah. No, no. I thought you were still talking about Daniel Jones. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I did not go – I was thinking about it, but I think no. I think – sadly, I think Miami would do that. I think that would be the wrong pick. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I think Miami – but I'm going to go with who I think, and that's Rashawn Gary. Yes. I think this young man – especially under Brian Flores and under that tutelage. And I think Brian Flores will look to make this a defensive ball club, a defensive mm-hmm. team, and he's not going to be reaching for that quarterback, hopefully. He's yeah. going to let that that build up and build around those pieces. And you need somebody who can get after the quarterback. And I think with the right tutelage, that right minds, that right defensive scheme, Rashawn Gary is your guy. So I have him going number 13. That's a good, like I said, that's a good pick. As you know, we saw last year the difference between Brian Flores and Matt Patricia. Flores is an aggressive coach. So getting him that piece, and you know, you made you made some good points. And, and this is something that you probably heard as well as me. Everybody's looking at his production in Rashawn Gary and the lack thereof at Michigan. I think this is a guy that could be a better pro than he was a college player. I'm telling you right now. Like, I really believe that. And, and you put him at the nine technique on third downs. That if you run that, run that, run that, run that wide nine with his athleticism and power to get upfield, hey, that could be a terrorizing uh, feat for a tackle, man. I'm telling you right now because he's an explosive athlete. I like that pick a lot, Jeremy. Next up, we have the uh, Atlanta Falcons, man. The Atlanta Falcons at number 14. And the Falcons have some needs. We know right now they have edge, they have a need of edge. And they also have a need at an um, interior D-line. And that's, to me, the offense is fine, right? The offense fine. Their defense went through a struggle because of the injuries. They lost Ricardo Allen. They lost Keanu Neal. They lost Deion Jones. They get those guys back there, I mean, but they still, Vic Beasley, we do not know who the real Vic Beasley is. We don't. Like, like it's, it's mind-boggling for a guy to be so explosive and so talented to not burst out. They've, now, granted, he's been used as an end at some times. He's been used as a linebacker. I say just use him as a third-down pass rusher right now, just right now. Allow him to come in fresh off you know, off the bench and let him get after the And just continue to try and you know round his game out. I give them integrity line. Man, I didn't expect this one to be so tough, Jeremy. Uh, I'm not going to tell you, but I'm. But I am actually. It's not easy being a GM, man. Not yeah, easy. no, no, it's not. It's not, brother. It Especially is not. for every I, team. I, <laughs> exactly. I tell you that right now, it is not easy at all. But I am going to go with. And I, I swear, I wish he was healthy. I, I would go Jeffrey Simmons here. Um, but give me Christian Wilkins from Clemson. Give me Christian Wilkins from Clemson. I, I love his ability, 6'4", 305. He could be a powerful guy in the run game, but he also can push the pocket. They need that interior D-lining to help to get some run. And, and like I said, be able to get some interior pressure because if they can uh, pair him up with Grady Jarrett. And Grady Jarrett, to me, I don't know how you feel, but maybe one of the most underrated defensive linemen in the league. I agree. I like Ray Jarrett a lot. 
I'm a big fan of his, man. So having Grady Jarrett, you put Christian Wilkins, two guys who are powerful yet nimble and athletic. What, what, what Mike Mayock used to call it? He used to call it offensive lineman, but I'll use it in this term for the D. Kind of dancing bears, those big guys that can move and they're they're more nimble than you expect them to be um, and more athletic. So I like Christian Wilkins right here going to the Atlanta Falcons. It's It's – it's tough because we are in the same boat once again. I, I hate to say it, but I have Christian Wilkins going here as well. I think he's. I think he'll be used better in the interior once he gets to the next level. Mm-hmm. But there, he was a DN slash D tackle at Clemson, right. and I think with that pedigree, that's what the Falcons need. I don't think. I know there's some people saying they and they do maybe some tackle help. The offense we really did see play. They put up points. Yes, it you is. know, I, I, we would have liked to have seen uh, Julio Jones get more uh, red zone targets and red, you know, get more touchdowns. But we've been saying that for how long? Exactly. But I think that this offense, Matt Ryan, put up numbers. It's the defense, and like you said, we saw it in Week One when they they opened the game, opened off the season in Philly. A lot of their key guys went down. I think if I'm Arthur Blank and just that whole front office, I need you know Thomas Dimitrov. I have to build up. This D, that's what we need. That's what got us to the Super Bowl and really, you know, hey, we were a half away a couple years ago from being world champs. That's what we have to get back to. We have a defensive-minded head coach. We need to get back there. So I'm going to go with Christian Wilkins as well. They need that guy who can be a disruptor up front and can cause havoc and really help out Vic Beasley, Grady Jarrett, all those guys. I think Christian Wilkins is the right pick. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, I'm with you all the way, man. We are in unison here tonight, brother. Um, next up, we have the Washington Redskins. And we, we all know that the Redskins are in a position where they, they want to go quarterback. You know, the, I, we believe that they should go quarterback. But they also have receiver needs, interior offensive line need, and edge need. I am going to go here. I'm going to give them my favorite pass rusher in this whole draft. This is my favorite pass rusher in this draft. Um, while I love Nick Bosa. And I love Josh Allen. I am a Brian Burns guy. Man. I love Brian Burns. He kind of reminds me of that Vaughn Miller S type of guy. Uh, the you know that 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 speed, you know, explosive first step. You know, he's got the long arms as well. And the one thing that that pops out on tape when you watch him, he's bendy. You know, he's bendy. He touches earth. He 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 picks up grass. You know, he's coming off the edge, but he also has counter moves. You know, to come inside and go outside, he sets it up really well. Like I said, and he is an explosive, explosive edge guy. I love Brian Burns. You know, they're 6'5", 231. With, you, know, you look at that D-line, right? You know, you got uh, De'Ron Payne. You got Jonathan Allen. You got some big guys up front. Uh, opposite, you put him, you know, you, they lost Preston Smith. So you replace Preston Smith with a really athletic guy, and you put pretty much put him opposite of Ryan Kerrigan, another underrated pass rusher in this league, man, I think you're cooking with some gas there. Um, you know, I, I know the, I know you got Case Keenum, so you can't put too much stock into to, you know, what you are able to do. But still, you know, offensively at least. But still, I, I like Brian Burns here. Okay, I, I, I do like that pick. I'm going a different way. Honestly, I would say for them to trade for Josh Rosen, that would be my first. Yes, yes, I would too. My first, but if they don't, would you uh, give it the first though? Would you give them the first? I would try to swindle them for a second if I could. 
I wouldn't I wouldn't give up a first. No. Because I don't know if Josh Rosen is a lot better than the guy I'm gonna say. And that's Daniel Jones, who I'm going mm, with here. Okay. The Dookie. The Dookie. And I don't like giving credit <laughs> I don't like giving credit to Duke, but I think we know what Coach Cutliffe has done. The pedigree, you know, he's you could maybe call him a QB whisperer college edition with mm-hmm. the guys that he has coached. And I think and I know I like to crack jokes with you about Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke is a prospect. I think he's a raw. But if you look at what he's done, if you watch him, he's been inconsistent. I think Daniel Jones, you have the guy who is fundamentally sound, yeah. well coached, knows how to react, how to read defenses, very intelligent. And I think that's what you need. So I, I, I want to go with, I don't know how to put this down either. I would say trade for Josh Rosen or if not, Daniel Jones. This is a team. I'll say this. I don't. We've talked so many times for everyone who's heard our show in the past about you know we we get frustrated with teams reaching for quarterbacks, reaching, reaching, yeah, reaching. Yeah. This is a franchise. I'll be honest, Dame. I understand if they do that. I, I'm not knocking them just because of what they've gone through and what they've been going through and what you saw at the end of last year, quarterback wise. I understand if they reach. Honestly, this is a team at this point. I, you know, hey, remember the year RG three and Kirk Cousins yep, trade. Yep. Honestly, at this point, trade for Rosen and still draft a quarterback. See what you got. You know, you that's know, a good point. That's a good point. Have an insurance man. plan at this point. You know, I I like the offensive line. I I really do like um, Trent Williams and Brandon Sheriff. Hey, Darius Geis got hurt last year. I'm very excited to see what Darius Geis. Let's not forget about him. Oh what yeah, he no. can bring to this offense. I'm very excited, but you need a quarterback play. What we, what we, what they went through last year, honestly. And I'm an Eagle fan. I hate the Redskins. I felt bad for them. I really did. I felt bad for them. So <laughs> to me, it's like I understand a team reaching for a quarterback. So I agree with you, though. I would not give up a first round for Josh Rosen just because right. he's not that big of a prospect to me. Where I'm at, I believe a uh, Drew Locke will could be there. Uh, uh, Daniel Jones could slip, or the way sat. I don't understand. Talking about last week, Dwayne Haskins. People were talking about slipping. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to trade the first rounder for for Josh Rosen. When I mean, you tell me, Dame. Let me ask you, Josh Rosen or Dwayne Haskins? If he's there, like, is that is that a big jump? <sighs> Man, neither are mobile guys. And you know, one thing about the Gruden, you know, Jay Gruden, he likes that uh, kind of. Sh- that power to stretch run and, and move the quarterback on the bootlegs and things of that nature. I I would say I would I would rather Josh Rosen, to be honest. I would rather Josh Rosen because he's still to me, he's still he's still a moldable guy. He's still you still, you know, you can mold him. And he has a chip on his shoulder, man. Last year, remember when he said there were there were there were four uh four teams that you know the teams that made mistakes picking um, or the 10, nine teams, however many teams that bypassed him and all stuff like that. He took it, took it personal. Now you still a top ten pick, but he took it personal, right? Now he he may get traded after being selected in the top ten for another quarterback being selected at number one. I think that puts a huge chip on this guy's shoulder. And I never bet against a guy who's been scorned and had a chip on his shoulder. So I I, I would rather go with um with with uh with, with uh, Rosen. Right, but with that, is he first round material? You give up a first rounder for him? No, no, I don't. I, I, I would 
I think he's a first rounder, but it's like because of the fact that I don't think that the the Cardinals have any leverage. You know what I'm saying? So they don't have leverage to ask for first. Like you want to trade him. Like no, yeah, we we will take him, but you're the one with two young quarterbacks that you do not need to have in the same quarterback room. So if anything, we can let you suffer and watch you implode from the inside, right? Right. So you have you're the one with no leverage. So you need to make the trade and give me Rosen for a second or even a third. Um, that's just how I look at it. But um, that's a good question. I like that question. Man. I like that question a lot. Um, next up, after the Redskins, we have the Ken on the Panthers. Um, Brian Burns would have been my pick. In my, in my last mock draft, my mock 2.0, on, if you could check out on stripehype.com, uh, I had Brian Burns going to the Carolina Panthers. But in, in this one where I'm literally being the GM for all 32, uh, it, you know, in this situation, uh, I, Brian Burns went to Washington. So um, I'm going to go with <laughs> – I'm a, I told you I was going to make some some splash moves now, you know. Andre Dillard was one earlier. It was kind of, you know, because he's pass protection-wise, he's probably my favorite offensive tackle. Um, he's not in the run game. He's had some work. Uh, but when I look at the Panthers, they need edge. Like I said, I don't want to reach for Clellan Farrell here. I don't want to – not really it's a reach, but I just want to give Cam Newton a toy, Right. You got Caffrey, you got DJ Moore. I like Curtis Samuels. I want to give him DK Metcalf. Oh, okay. I want to give him DK Metcalf because then it's like the entire field is open because now, you know, you you lost um, Devin Funches went to to Indy. You know, Kelvin Benjamin's floating somewhere in free agency. I don't know where he is, but he's somewhere. Um, So you got, like I said, you got Christian McCaffrey. You don't know – and then you also don't know what's going to happen with Greg Olson, right? You know, he's supposed to be coming back. Uh, they say he's thinking about coming back, but then you know how – same thing with Jason Witten. You know how these uh, networks are calling these guys for these uh, these broadcasting positions. And if I can get paid five to six mil just to sit in the broadcast booth and call games, sign me up, boss. I'm doing it. You know, I'm doing it, you know. So – but I think with DK Metcalf, man – that's six three, and I'm gonna say something too. A lot of people do not know that they, they throw out the three cone. We talked about this in Indy, right? Everybody's, oh my god, terrible three cone. He slipped like two to three times on his three cone. Jeremy, he right. slipped. This wasn't a cleanly run seven whatever he ran at the combine. He slipped. So I don't want to hear the three cone mess anymore. Plus, if you look at his, look, you know, everybody. You know, on Twitter, I took I got to be rated because I'm not a Nikhil Harry fan. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'll be honest about it. I think he's a, I think he's a slot guy at best. I don't think he's an outside receiver against NFL caliber corners. But people are saying, well, look at his, look at his pro day. Look at his pro day. Um, you know, people, you know, different people tell me on social media, look at his pro day. He looks better in this, in this in and out of breaks. I say he did. We'll use that exact same energy. Keep the energy. He's the exact same logic for DK Metcalf. Check out his pro day. He looked much better running routes. He was getting in and out of breaks. He was doing everything he needed to. And this guy is probably the most explosive guy in this draft. That, that's not named Hollywood Brown. So give me DK Metcalf, man. I like the pick. I like the pick. And I think, honestly, I don't know if he's going to fall. 
But if he does, I think that is where he will go. I, I really do. I, I took him a little higher, but if he falls to that spot, I can definitely see. Yeah, that he. I don't see him getting past sixteen no, in this no, draft. Not at all. So I, don't I think, think I don't see it either. You know, I know a lot of people said New York, but ah, I think New York has way too many things to worry about right now. They do. They do. So at sixteen, DK Metcalf. I I do love it. I really do. If I didn't take him earlier in in last week's show at number ten, right. yeah. I, I I would say that's a lock. But I'm going to go, and I know I'm down to two of my big sexies here who I think will go 16 and 17. I'm going to go Mount Cody, Cody Ford at 16. Yeah, I forgot about Mount Cody, man. And I think the Panthers need O-line help. I don't think, unless DK Metcalf is there, then I agree. I think that's a yeah. slam dunk for you. But if he's not there, I don't think they're going to reach for a receiver. They're not going to reach for one. They're going to wait and let it, you know, let it look later in the draft for it. I think they need that O-line help. Cam needs it. Christian McCaffrey, so all he can do, create some holes. It's really valuable to him. And I'm looking at Mount Cody, who I think maybe at this at this spot in the draft, he's a guard tackle kind of combo, wherever you want to use him. Yeah. But he's a mover, he's a mauler, and he's what that Panthers O line to me really needs. You need someone who's going to bring some nasty attitude to it. And I think that's Cody Ford. So I have him, Mount Cody, going number 16 to the Carolina Panthers. Oh, that's a pick. That's I like that pick a lot. Putting Mount Cody there, and you know they want to get better at running the ball, especially up the middle. I do think they, you know, just a quick caveat. I do think that, that the Panthers uh, may be a team in the later rounds that takes a bigger running back, maybe uh, Elijah Holyfield, a, a Benny Snell, to give them that that uh, that uh, downhill north and south hammer up the middle. You know, late in game to soften teams up and everything, and drain the clock. So. Mount Cody is a good pick. I like that a lot, man. I like it a lot. Um, next up, like you said, we just talked about it, the New York Giants. Um, the New York Giants, you know, we know that they have the needs at court. You know, yeah, they have needs at quarterback. Let's talk about it. Quarterback, your edge, offensive line. I gave them Andre Dillard. If I'm not saying that, I think that's what, that is who I gave them. Yeah. I gave him Andre yeah, Dillard yeah. at six. You gave him Dwayne Haskins. For me, this is the place that Daniel Jones should go. Daniel Jones, like you said, he's so fundamentally sound, so technical in his in his drop back. He it, it looks like a robot almost, just like programmed. It's right. just clean cut and crisp. Um, he doesn't have the the best. He doesn't have an arm like Drew. If he had an arm like Drew Locke, I think he's going number one. <laughs> oh, for saying, sure. You know what I'm saying? I just think he's going number one. He has an arm like Drew Locke, and he's going number one overall. Whether it's to Arizona, or somebody trades up and say, hey. I'm, hey, that's my guy, but he has a good arm. You know, you don't have to have the most elite arm to make plays in this league. And he, he reminds me of the Peyton and, and Eli S coming from that cut clip offense where he kind of his mannerisms, his throwing motion, even his, his, uh, his attitude, his face, everything kind of reminds me a little bit of Eli, just kind of cool, calm demeanor. Just, you know, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low a lot of times. He's just a guy that's a really – he's he's a good football player. And I think he'll be a good – you know, sitting – Eli can sit – he can sit behind Eli for maybe a year, maybe another year. Depends on what happens. 
Um, maybe a year or two, he sits behind Elon and he takes over, and they start to make they truly take their rebuild all the way, and they have their their franchise quarterback. Okay, now I gotta say, really like that pick. I'm gonna go with the guy I said who I was gonna go with last week at number seventeen, and it's the guy you took at number six. But I think the Giants. We've talked about it so many times. If there's yeah. one thing that we've talked about that's a constant throughout our show's history, it's the Giants and the offensive line helping. <laughs> it's you could. I think honestly, Dan, people could just close their eyes and pick any episode, and you'll probably hear one of us talk about the Giants and their O line. Yep. woes and just why haven't they fixed it I think Andre Dillard is the guy here I think they take him at 17 um, I think either way they need to get a quarterback in the future they need to get an offensive lineman uh, so they have these two first round picks I do personally not to be biased but like my Haskins Dillard combo No, but I, that's also, a good combo though. I also like your Dillard Jones combo I think either one if I'm a Giant fan, I say I'm happy with. Exactly. I, right. I really do. I don't think you can go wrong. So, to me, we both have him at some point taking Andre Dillard, and we both have him going after that quarterback. So, I, I think Andre Dillard. Minds think alike. Exactly, brother. Exactly. And I think he's a very good tackle. I, I, I think not as good as Jawan Taylor or Jonah Williams. Right. You know, as far as just ability, I think plugging in right now. I, those two guys are better, but I do see the raw kind of if you can mold him with that right offensive line coach and get him in there, and ho- hopefully he brings the right work ethic. You can maybe have something special in the young man. So yeah. I don't like him over a Jonah Williams or Taylor or Cody Ford, in my opinion, even as, as just an o- overall offensive line prospect. But right, I right. think. Andre Dillard definitely is a first-rounder, a mid-first-rounder, someone who can bring value to this squad. So I like Andre Dillard at 17. All right, man. Let's kick it up to the uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings. At 18, we know what their biggest need is. We're not even going to – we're not going to pussyfoot around it. We're going to keep it as honest as we got. So we have Juwan Taylor off the board, Andre Dillard off the board, Cody Ford off the board, Jonah Williams off the board. So that's tackles, right? You don't want to reach for – now, mind you, I, I, I'm i in love with the game of Dalton Reisner. 6'5", 300, he's a nasty guy. I think he could really be a good uh, second-round pick, second-round value pick if somebody needs a tackle. Yonder Kajusti, David Edwards, those guys. But when I'm looking at the interior O-line, right, I got to go, when, you know, me and you are big fans of Chris Lister. I think he goes closer to the second round. Garrett Bradbury, remember, I was talking about him the whole time on Friday. We were watching the offensive lineman. That was my guy, 6'3", 300. And, and if you want to really see what he could do, pop on the tape of him versus Clemson and, the, and in the battles one-on-one with him and Christian Wilkinson, who we have going in the top 15, I believe. Yeah. i tell you, man, Garrett Bradbury, plug him in. You're going to get a nasty guy, a guy that can help with the run game, and help keep Kirk Cousins clean, man. Get Dalvin Cook, keep him healthy, and get him going downhill, get him going all over the place. Remember, they brought in, I think, Gary Kubiak as a uh, as, as a part of their offensive staff, so you know, we know. Fantasy alert, Dalvin Dalvin Cook healthy? We know one thing about that, that, that run game uh, with Gary Kubiak. That stretch zone is money, right? That stretch zone is money. 
So they can they can mix it up with the power and the stretch zone with a guy like Garrett Bradbury. He can move, he can go downhill and get to the next level. Give me Garrett Bradbury for the Vikings. Hey, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. That's exactly who I have. We did talk about it that when we were there in Lucas Oil, that we saw Garrett Bradbury stick out right there with Chris Lindstrom as well, who I think mm-hmm. maybe can be. It's gonna be tight depending on what moves happen. He can be a late. Thursday night pick, depending on how many play, how many trades, and we see happen. Yeah, yeah. But Chris Lindstrom could sneak in there. If not, he's not going to last too long on Friday. I guarantee you that. But I will say, Garrett Bradbury, that kind of guy to anchor your offensive line. Like you said, we we can't beat down with a drum. How much? Hey, they need offensive line help. Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. needs to help. Dalvin Cook does, and Garrett Bradbury. I like what you said that he did have a great matchup against Clemson. And he showed, I think, his intelligence and just his nastiness on the inside to kind of set the tone and to lead an O-line. So I think Garrett Bradbury is, is I can't agree anymore, the right pick at number 18 for Minnesota. I'm telling you right now, I like it a lot. And next up, we have the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans, they need any edge, interior offensive line, and receiver. The problem is trying to figure out what you need, right? Which is the most important right now in the first round. And, and you know, at the end of the day, Jeremy, what, what do these teams, these, these GMs do? They love value. They don't want to take a guy too high. They, you know, things like if a guy that's high on most draft boards somehow falls to 32, falls into the thir- into the late 30s, hey, that's great value, right? That's all we ever hear. Value, right. value, value. <sighs> So that's what's tough right now, trying to find the right value for the Tennessee Titans. Because this overall is a roster. I like their roster, Jeremy. I really like their roster. Outside of the quarterback position, I'm not a big Mariota fan. He did uh, add some weight. Uh, looks like he got, you know, add some muscle to him, about 5 to 10 pounds of muscle, hoping to help him stay healthy so we can see what a, a true healthy Marcus Mariota looks like. Um, but I'm looking at it right here. I, I, you could go receiver. But there's a value there. I'm going with the guy we just talked about, Chris Lindstrom. Go ahead. Wow. Go ahead. Put, put, put Chris Lindstrom in that offensive line, whether you want to put him beside Jack Conklin or beside um, – oh, I don't forgot the, the tackle's name, the other tackle. Uh, and that's uh, one of my guys, too. I'm, throwing, I'm drawing the tell, blank. Uh, tell the one. Yeah, tell the one. Yeah, that's, that's one of my guys. So you can – either way, you're going to have a – Good side. I'm telling you right now. You remember the Sean Alexanders where he where he had Walter Jones and um, Steve Hutchinson. You know, remember those days where he was just running to the left. You know, and yeah. things like that. You can have that type of that that some somewhat type of effect with having a legit tackle and a good uh, guard play, man. So I'm gonna give him Chris Lynch some nice short and sweet. I think is a good move uh, for them. And you can get, like I said, I, I believe that the second round where we will see a run on receivers, they can get a pass catcher in the second round. I love it. You know how I feel about him. I think he – remember, we were sitting there watching the old lineman at, at the combine. We kept nudging each other, talking about him. He stuck out to us, just yes. how smooth he was. And so I, I, I I'm not going to – I don't think – I would love it. if this next Thursday this happened. You, you I'd be fist pumping all day. I don't <laughs> think I don't think it's going to happen. I agree a hundred percent with you on receiver. On you know, I think a lot of people would say take a Hollywood Brown. I think that's too high. 
I think you're really reaching on him at number 19 of the Tennessee Titans. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you got to be special for me to reach on a wide receiver in the mm-hmm. first round. You got to be that Julio type of talent. You got to stick out to me. And Marquise Brown, I like him, but he doesn't stick out for me to reach if I'm Tennessee. I'm going to go with a guy who you mentioned. I believe you had him going to the Skins. I'm going to go with Brian Burns right here. Mm, that's a nice fit. That's a nice fit. Nice fit. I think you're right. As much as I think that's awesome what you said, and I think, boy, you could really get a great left or right side with Lindstrom. I think they do still need edge help, DN help in Tennessee. And to me, I have Brian Burns right here. I, I don't think I don't think Washington takes him. And I think we, we just kind of went through that gap of – yeah. 16 through 18, all needing big-time O-line help. I mean, it's smacking in the face. I think Brian Burns falls here, and he's the edge rusher that could really help that defense in Tennessee So, and really help out uh, Mr. Mike Vrabel a lot as well. Oh, so yeah. I believe Brian Burns, 19 to Tennessee. That's a good pick, man. You know, pairing him with, with uh, Harold Landry from last year, two young, explosive, bendy edge rushers. And remember, like we like both that. loved, uh, you know, Blast from the past. We both were very high and loved Harold Landry last yes. year. And I think that'd be a great duo. Tennessee, if you're listening, listening to the Damien and Dermy show. Most we definitely. talked about Harold Landry. Brian Burns would be a great parent too, man. Ooh. And not, not even to forget what they did in the first round, because I believe they got they got Harold Landry in the second round right before the Patriots. They did. They so did. And, and I'm telling you, they were they were a thorn in the Patriots side last year in the draft because the Patriots were projected to take Rashad Evans. From Alabama, the middle linebacker, Tennessee took him. And everybody thought we were going to be able to. Uh, the Patriots were going to be able to get Harold Landry. Tennessee took took him as well. They 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 pulled him right, you know, pulled him right in front of the Patriots. So this is a defense with Rashawn Evans. You got Harold Landry, and then you go ahead because remember Brian Arakpo. You know, this is a perfect pick because Brian Arakpo retired. Exactly. Now, I, I like it a lot, there. I, mean, I like it a lot. Yeah. Next Brian Arakpo, he's apparently making cupcakes. Yeah, so he's uh, cupcakes. So good for him, but yeah. you got you got to fill that need if you're Tennessee. Most you know, definitely, you don't Most got time definitely. for cupcakes if you're the Titans. Not at all. Not you don't at got all, time man. for that. <laughs> Not at all, brother. We're gonna finish this thing out hard, nice and strong with the Pittsburgh Steel Steel Ooh. City, right? And Let me ask you, Dame, real quick. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're good. Can you put aside that that, that Steeler hate <laughs> and be the GM for him? Can you put it aside? No, Steeler hate. Can I you help even, Mike Tomlin? Can I didn't you help him think, him? I didn't even think about the fact that I hate the Steelers, but I do. And everyone that knows me <laughs> knows that I hate the Steelers, man. But I'm going. I I have to be fair here, and I'm gonna give them a player that they need. Right now, Artie Burns was one of their starting corners. That's never good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just being honest. It's never good. Artie Burns. He, Artie is his last name. He gets burned. He gets beat. Give me Greedy Williams, 6'5, 182, 437 speed. He's a long ranging corner, but he is a press man corner. One thing you, you, we saw it last year, they converted to more press man uh, type of playing style on defense because they wanted to face up with the Patriots, right? Now, Greedy Williams is the perfect fit for that. Him, Joe Hayden, Mike Hilton. Um, they have the, the young kid Sut- uh, Sutton as well. 
they got they can go four deep. Put Artie Burns should still be somebody that can come and be a rotational guy, but he just is not a, a starting corner right now. His his confidence isn't there. He's not played well. Uh, athletically, he has all the tools. He just hasn't put it together. So I want to get a guy that has all the tools. And by the way, his game in college supersedes Artie Burns' game in college. Give me Green Williams. Wow, we're going to end this on on unison because he's who I have as well. I think that is the biggest the Steelers need to me. Some may get you know those fans who who see Antonio Brown leaving and Lev Bell. You got to get weapon. No, they don't. That defense has been horrendous, hard, hard, awful. However you want to say it, you know, like like Shaq said, horrible and awful, hard, awful, <laughs> hard, you know, awful. Is as hard, awful of a defense. So you can go. I mean, from linebackers. To the to the line the D line, but I agree with you. Let's start at the secondary. That's just been the worst of the worst for that team, and I think the best corner available is Greedy Williams, according to our draft. I, I wonder in real life. I think a team would. I don't know if a team would go for him. I think he could maybe be like a mid pick guy, but depending on how everything goes, I could see him slipping to number twenty and yeah. maybe starting a run of of, of D backs. I think he. He could start a run right here, you know. Yeah, and him or Byron Murphy, right? And I, I and I think I take Greedy Williams over Byron Murphy. Yeah, I think Byron goes. For the a Steelers, little, I definitely do. Right, and I think he goes. Byron Murphy goes a little. I think we'll talk about him next week. Yeah, I think uh, so too. So he, he's a first round pick, but I I gotta go with Greedy Williams, and I think that's the right guy for this team. I I really hope Pittsburgh listens and gets that defensive help, Mike Tomlin. As much as I mean, it pain. Damien's in pain right now, but he's trying to help you the best he can. I mean, uh, just will, will the man listen? I don't know, because to me, his job is getting close to be. It's, it's on the line after that malfunction, that meltdown last year. I don't know if people are talking about it, but Mike Tomlin, your job's on the line. We know Big Ben's leaving soon, and if you don't want to be a part of that old regime, you got to do something right now. Oh, yeah. So I, I think you need to build a defense. You had the O-line. You still have a future Hall of Fame quarterback. Get the D going. I want to see nothing but defense if I'm Pittsburgh this draft. They need to, they need to come out and be able to punch guys in the mouth. And, and, and trust me, man, revamping the defense and then finding some young receivers in the, in the, in the day two, day three to help the offense. Another, maybe, you know, maybe another running back. Who knows? But this is a team that could – quickly rebuild themselves from a tragic offseason with Lev Bell. You know, losing Lev Bell, you know, Ramon Foster's, I think it's gone, as well as uh, Antonio Brown. So, yeah, it's time to uh, – they, they got to revamp some things. But, uh, you know, like I said, we're, we're in unison to close it out. Uh, it's been a fun show. And next, like said, next week, right before the draft, man, um, maybe right, same time next week, t- t- Tuesday. Yeah. The draft Thursday, same same time next week, next Tuesday, we'll bring you picks 21 through 32. I'm telling you right now, Oakland will be on the clock two more times, ladies and gentlemen. All you Oakland Raiders fans, you will be on the clock two more times, man. So let's see what me and Jeremy gives you. You know, the Packers got another pick. See what they go. So, yeah, man, it's going to be fun. As always, it's always a pleasure talking to you, my brother. Yes, always absolutely, pleasure. man. It's always fun, man. But as always, guys, I'm Damian Parson. And that is Jeremy Dove. Thank you for joining us on On The Clock. Y'all have a good night. Peace.